0: Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy, friends. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I have brought Chelsea Joe back to the show. She is an incredible coach, an incredible podcast host. She has Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe. She has digital courses. She now has an academy, and she help work, she helps work from home moms and just all moms in general, be productive and just really systemize things and hone in on what matters to them so they can get focused and get intentional. I just love everything she does. So today we're talking about time blocking and we're talking about workflows. This is a very jam-packed episode with tactical advice. It's very practical. You probably want to get out a piece of paper and a pen. You can take notes and I cannot wait to dive in so you can learn from Chelsea Joe. Enjoy, friend. Welcome back to the podcast, Chelsea Joe. I'm super excited to have you here again.
1: I am actually really, really excited to be joining you and your listeners again a second time.
0: I know. It's so fun having you back. And, you know, we were chatting for a while before we hit record because we just get along and I just really love what you do. I really, truly do. And I love having people on the podcast that I just enjoy what they do and i enjoy listening to your podcast. So if you didn't hear about Chelsea Joe last time, she is a wonderful wonderful creator of systems. <laughs> and she has just this amazing ability to create systems for your motherhood, for your business. So cool. You are a business owner, you have chelseajo.co and you um, help moms to systemize their life. And that's what your podcast is called, which I really don't listen to too many podcasts, but yours is one of them. Um, systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe. And so if you haven't listened to her podcast yet, you guys definitely need to listen. Um, and I'm excited for you to chat with us today about workflows. So this is going to be for moms who work from home, who have a business and it's also going to be for moms who don't have a business. So we're going to talk about some workflows for moms that are not interested in starting a business. So we'll we'll do both. We'll cover both. And um, let's start with you know how you got started in coaching moms and why you're so passionate about systems because you really are a guru on all systems. I really believe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it
1: comes. I I don't know. It just comes to me. By the nature of who I am, I I really honestly can't not do it. I have to try very, very hard um, because obviously, being a wife, cohabitating with other people, you have to realize that um, not everyone wants to live identically to the way that you live. And so sometimes I always joke the dishwasher is like the biggest joke because my mind sees everything like a Tetris game. And so when there's like empty gaps in the dishwasher, I literally am like, this is so inefficient. We could have like three more inches in (laughs) here if we move these things
0: around. Wait, are you an Enneagram one? I forget. I I very much am. Yes. Okay. Yes. I knew it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And wing two. So I feel like, like the, the real nurture in me really balances that out, but Mm -hmm. I just, I really came by it naturally. And I think The way that I got started in coaching other moms about systems, see, I didn't, I didn't realize that I was different. I had no idea that not everyone did the things that I did and saw like packing a a paper Trader Joe's grocery bag, like a literal Tetris game. And, and I love bagging my own groceries for that reason. Like it gives me an endorphin release when there's no dead air space inside my grocery bags. And I didn't realize that everyone else wasn't like that. And I, I do that with my time. I do that with I do it with everything. And I don't, I don't even think about it. It's just something that happens. And so after running a business, an event based business, while simultaneously back then was a single mom and also managing a career as a sign language interpreter that I had been doing for 10 to 15 years. I then got married and we had another kiddo and I had the privilege of not working full time. And so I was able to pull back my hours a little bit and I really saw that there were some some different skill sets that I had that other people could learn from and people were calling on me and asking me, uh, um, how do you do this? <laughs> how do you make this so efficient? How do you make this seem so easy? Why does it look like you're never stressed out? How come you're not like on the struggle bus all the time. And I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, I have frustrations too, but I really didn't have the same kinds of struggles. And I was like, oh wow. So once I saw some of my other friends having kids and I really started to get into motherhood pretty deep with the second kiddo. And I wasn't a single mom anymore. And I I had a husband and a house and a family and extended family and all kinds of stuff. I was like, okay maybe there's something to this. And I just started exploring it. And then I had a call, put on my heart to start a podcast and the rest is all history.
0: (laughs) Yes. So cool. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's amazing how your brain works, like how, how you just can create systems from anything. It's so incredible. And so one of the things you created from this was systemize your biz. So this is a digital course that is available And in this course, you talk about workflows, which I think is just, I mean, there's so much you talk about, I know in your course, but I really want to hone in on on this one piece because I think this could really help the mom working from home um, that has a business. I think it could also help the mom who does not have a business still working from home really hard. (laughs) Um, Every mom is a working mom. Um, But, you know, in your business life or in just like motherhood, there's a way to go about it, right? There's a way to structure your day, to flow through your day. And so let's start with, let's back up from workflows and let's start with structuring your time. Like, managing your day where you have your am block, your work block, you know, you have these times time blocking in your day. And I recently talked on the podcast about focus blocking. So I'm excited for you to share with us about time blocking and how you can structure your day to make it flow nicely and have different sections where you're focused on different things. Um because no one wants to be working their business all day, right? I mean That's just not sustainable when you have little kids at home with you. It's not possible. Um, so yeah, before we get into workflow, how about let's start with how do you structure your day? How do, how do people do that?
1: Yeah. And it's, it's vital. And it's one of the things that I teach in my, in my, both of my courses, time blocking. I teach in (coughs) time blocking. I teach inside of both of my courses because you can't have a workflow without time blocking. So, um, the most important thing is sitting, sitting down, which I teach to definitely once a week to sit down and do, um, planning for the whole entire week that's coming up. And when I sit down and I structure my time, I make sure that I am including every single, responsibility bucket is what I call them. So I sit down and I look at my major responsibilities and this is what I have all of my students do, whether or not they are working from home or not. I have a lot of homeschool moms that don't have businesses, but I teach them to treat homeschooling like their business. And they're able to structure Mm -hmm. that way because being a homeschool mom, you also have to have a workflow for that. Just like teachers have lesson plans. That's basically what a workflow would do for a homeschooling mom, and um, so I, I noticed that I have a lot of those of those moms gravitate towards me too. And as their kids get older, then they realize, oh, now what I'm going to do with my time? And then they start a business or or whatnot. Um, and so you take all of your responsibility buckets. So one of my biggest responsibility buckets is obviously taking care of children, and so I make sure that I have a block of time where I'm dedicated to taking care of kids. Another one of my responsibility buckets is uh, just my marriage and my home, my business, all of those different things. I make sure that I have time blocked out for them. I also make sure that all of my fundamental needs are blocked in, and those are static every single week. Every single week, I have a set of eight revolving core needs that I have to do, um, like my my meal planning, grocery shopping, cleaning the house, to-dos, on and on and on. And I get all these things blocked into my week. Now, what this typically ends up looking like for me is I have a morning and nighttime routine and that that's just there. So I get up at the same time, I go to bed at the same time for the most part. I'm not, that's not seven days a week. Sometimes that has a little bit of variance depending on what's going on in our life. So I have a morning and a nighttime routine, and then in the morning I have an a.m. block, and then I have my midday block, and I have a p.m. block, and that's pretty much it. Now, those blocks work for most women that have small children at home or that have grade school children at home. I have noticed, and what I also would highly recommend when you're sitting down to try and figure out what your time blocks should be, is that these should be geared to to your season of life and what you're in right now. And so as my little one that is now three just entered into preschool, my time blocks have shifted a little bit. So now I have a really good work block in the hours when she's at preschool that typically would have been in my a.m. block, which is when I do all of my motherhood and all of my house duties. But when she's not here, I get to make that my work block. And so that's why it's so crucial every weekend. You look at your Google calendar and you know, okay, this is what I have going on this week. And then I take my paper planner and I time block. So I know exactly what to be focused on in each block every single day.
0: That's genius. I, yeah, I've, I've been working on, you know, focusing, but I think there's something about putting a time on it um i feel like the fact that you know at x time you're going to be you know getting up and you're going to be doing your morning routine you know at x time you're going to be having lunch um do you feel like that helps you to put a time stamp on it kind of like you know that you're going to be doing the same thing every day at that time like every day we have lunch at quote i don't know 12 let's say um Does that help you to have a time or do you fluctuate a little bit depending on the day?
1: I always make sure that I don't, I don't stuff my time blocks or my students' time blocks so tightly that they are nailed down to the minute. I always want to make sure that there's a half hour buffer before and after the ideal transition time between each time block. So yes, routines are so important when you have especially small children Especially if you're busy, if you're trying to accomplish things, if you just want to be like a loaf and hang out, it doesn't really matter if you have a routine, right? If you don't have anybody that you're <laughs> responsible for taking care of, it doesn't really matter. But you're probably not listening to this podcast if that's the type of person you are. You're listening because you're eager to grow, you're eager to produce, you're eager to be productive. That's typically why people listen to podcasts. They want to learn, they want to grow, they want to develop. And so I think it's very, very important. It's actually been proven through a lot of research and a lot of science that getting up at the same time and going to bed at the same time every single day in that routine gives you more quality sleep than if you just try and get eight hours at whatever random times you go to bed, regardless of you're getting eight hours or not. And the same thing with eating meals at the same time every single day. So getting some type of routine and structure, I like to call it a framework because whenever people feel like they are tied down to a set time it makes them feel like they don't have any control and then they want to push back against their schedule but for me it's just a framework and that's what's beautiful about it is I know that I'm going to get up sometime between 5 5 30 every single morning and I know that my kids are going I need to greet my kids sometime well my little one it's like as soon as she wakes up right
0: Mm-hmm. And then we,
1: we start in our AM block and I know that lunch needs to happen before nap time needs to happen. And so that gives me this idea of if it's pushing 12 o'clock, I've waited way too long to start lunch. If it's 11 o'clock, it might be a little bit too early. So given whatever activity we're doing, how Maybe how long my errands took us to run that day. I give myself some time to fluctuate what time I'm sitting down to lunch, but I know it needs to happen in this window. So I definitely do have time frames or time stamps, but they're they're pretty flexible.
0: I like that. That's very freeing. I like that you said I wrote down framework and time windows because I feel like that's really freeing for listeners because when you think of time blocking. Um, it seems like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to have to schedule out my whole day, you know, to the minute. Like it feels overwhelming. But I like that you said there's that buffer, um, the 30-minute buffer before and after your time block, and that it's a framework, and that there's these windows. And you kind of know, like, this is about when we're going to have lunch. Um, so this is about when I need to start prepping it and getting on on the plate. But you don't have to feel so chained to that time. I, I like that you said that. That's very freeing. Um and yeah. so yeah go ahead. The
1: <clears throat> this really is the workflow for moms. This is mm-hmm. regardless if you have a business or not, this should be your workflow. How you're going to flow through your day of being a mom, which is your job. Th- this is how you're going to do it. Whether or not you have a block of time in there to do your business or not is besides the point. And it actually once you start to do this and you and you do it well, like you actually care to sit down on the weekends and get it in your planner and show up for your time blocks consistently, and you know what routines and you know what tasks you're going to be doing inside of those blocks, it is the most freeing and liberating part of motherhood for me. I know exactly what my day is going to look like with my kids. I don't have to figure out how I'm going to entertain them. I don't have to figure out how I'm going to get my errands run. I'm not going to, I don't have to figure out how am I going to get laundry done or how am I going to get this task done? I know where all of my tasks live and it makes it really fun to be a mom and to be the keeper of the house. It makes it really fun to be a wife and it makes it really fun to, 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 be present because I know when everything's going to be happening. That is my workflow for motherhood. Now you can take it a step further if you want to create a workflow for what you're going to do for all of your time and your tasks and your business. And that is a whole other set of skills.
0: Yes. Yes. Can you touch on that a little bit? I was going to say, can we transition to if someone listening has a business or wants to start a business and wants to Get themselves set up for success and wants to create a workflow so that they know exactly what they're going to do when they have their work block, when they have that time in their day that they're going to work on their business. Um, How do they start? Because I know there's so much that goes into this. I mean, that's why you create a whole course because there's a lot. So if people want to dive deeper, um, I will leave the link in the show notes so you can check out Chelsea Joe's course and, and all the resources she has to offer on her podcast. I mean, there's so much to it. But if someone wants to just kind of DIY it, like for now, is there a way we could get them started?
1: Yeah, you know, the concept is actually really simple and straightforward. You need a workflow. That's it. That's all you need, you need <laughs> to know. Like it, it's. I, I've noticed that people overcomplicate it. Here's what ends up happening. You get your time blocks. You're all set. You're really proficient at that. You're like rocking it. And then you sit down to do your work and your business and you just have paralysis of the analysis because it's like, there's so many things to do. And I have like two hours and then, Oh, just kidding. They woke up from nap early. So then mm. you're frustrated mm. <laughs> and it just becomes this cycle. And so what fixes all of that is having a very specific, either spreadsheet or task management software, which I use MeisterTask, MeisterTask.com. You can use Airtable. You can use Clickups. You can use Trello. You can use Asana. You can use Monday.com. Some of them are more expensive than others. Or you can just have a spreadsheet. <laughs> like, yeah, I give, I give a completely free spreadsheet inside my course because I hate whenever people are like, oh yeah, here, come buy my course to teach you how to do this. Except now you have to buy all these other things. So you don't absolutely have to pay for a task management software. You can use a spreadsheet. But the point is, is You need to have something that is very easily recreatable week after week after week after week. So pen and paper doesn't really do it justice. You can't really create a workflow by hand unless you want to spend a bazillion hours doing it. And you simply take every single task that you need to complete every week and every month in your business and you batch them. You start putting them into categories. I call it task mapping. This, This... The approach that I use is a five step framework. It's a five step system to getting your workflow. Um, And the first four steps are all built towards making sure that you can actually have a workflow. And then the fifth step is you aligning all of your actions with your big annual and quarterly goals, just to make sure that you are not showing up to work and doing things that make you feel good and in replacing, in lieu of, the tasks that are actually going to get you to reach your goals. So I always want to make sure that people are doing the work that is meaningful and that is going to move the needle in the business instead of just doing things that make them feel good. Like they're actually going to get somewhere. Cause there's nothing more frustrating than showing up to something time and time again, and not actually producing something. So it's just a matter of sitting down writing all of your tasks out which I call task task mapping and then batching all of your tasks and assigning a time frame to them and then making sure that you have a block of time like we just talked about so you'll have a work block and then you take all of your tasks that you've batched and assigned a time for them and you put it into this spreadsheet and so you know on Monday I'm doing all of these tasks. (laughs) And then on Tuesday, I'm doing all these tasks and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And you know that if you show up to your block on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever blocks you have set up, and you only do the tasks that you've laid out because you've pre-planned all of this, that is all you have to think about. You no longer have to come to your work block and think, what am I supposed to be doing right now? What would be the most important thing for me to do right now? You don't have to think about it anymore. You show up, you produce and you get out and you go back to your family. It's really um, quite astonishing how many people I've worked with that have said, I feel like I'm working 24 seven, or I think I'm working 60 hours a week. My first question to every woman that I have ever coached is how many hours do you need to run your business? None of them know. Well, probably 40. They always end up needing somewhere between 15 and 20 hours a week. Now, I'm pretty sure we can all carve out 15 to 20 hours a week, which I teach you really, really, really cool ways on how to get 15 to 20 hours a week. It is incredible what utilizing your time well, going to bed, not watching TV, not scrolling Instagram, will what kind of time that will free up in your life. It's amazing. So, I mean, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. It's not super complicated. It's just a matter of sitting down, writing all your tasks out and organizing them in a way that allows you to completely focus on this set of tasks each day and, and complete only those tasks.
0: It's so amazingly like simple. It's so funny as you talk about it. It's like, why do we complicate this stuff? <laughs> why do we overcomplicate it? We really do. That's just mm-hmm. kind of what humans do, we overcomplicate a lot. But I love that you break it down and make it so simple because anybody can implement this today. And before we recorded, I was telling you that that's what I love about your podcast and everything you teach. It can be implemented right away, it's so practical. So just sitting down and writing out all your tasks and then scheduling them a certain day, batching that work, deciding on the time, the block of time you're going to work on it, you know, that day, that Monday, for example. And then doing it and you're done and you go back to your family. I mean, that just sounds so simple and magical and amazing. <laughs> it is. It is. I love it. I love and it even, so much. Like
1: to make it super concrete, like my workflow the The actual batches that I have, and they're different for everybody. I've worked with people that have all different kinds of businesses. I do work with podcasters pretty often because I'm a podcaster. And so it makes it really easy for them to just be like, Hey, what does your workflow look like? Um, mm-hmm. But everybody's business has different batches. I worked with some um, local like event-based businesses. I've worked with accountants and just like all different kinds of, of people that have businesses. And it doesn't really matter what kind of business you do, but There's going to be things that you do once a month. And so you want to write down all your monthly tasks. And every single week I block off two hours every week to work on my list of monthly tasks. That way I know that I'm really, really focused on running my business and working on it and not just in it. I want to make sure that I'm not stressed out when I lay down every single night thinking about, Oh, did I log my finances? oh, did I work on that thing on my website that I wanted to do? As a solopreneur, there's a lot of things that we have to juggle. We don't have a CFO and we don't have a graphic designer and we don't have a a web designer for us. We don't have any of these things. And it's a lot of stuff that we feel like we don't have time to get to. But if you strategically put down all of your monthly tasks, and I specifically teach to group them into four categories and and break that out into about two-hour chunks, So that ends up being about eight hours that you would spend every single month, two hours every single week. And instead of being at the end of the month, say, oh, well, I need an eight hour day for a CEO day. No, you just put two hours in every single week. And that is way easier to manage than a whole eight hour day that no one can find a babysitter for that no one's husband wants to do on all these things that you really will push off because they don't seem imminent to you at the time but they do keep you up at night. They do stress you out. And so having a workflow really helps manage every aspect of your time and your tasks and your business. And it's been a game changer for me and a lot of other moms too.
0: Yes, it's definitely been a game changer for me. I mean, just even writing out all my tasks, I never did that until you taught it um, in your five-day free series and I had never written it all on one page, everything that I do. And I couldn't even believe that that was the case, but it was because it was written here and there and everywhere and it wasn't in one organized place. And so, um, yeah, it's so helpful to just get it all out there. And you talk about brain dumping on your podcast too, which is a whole nother topic, but I feel like it kind of goes in line with the task mapping, because basically when you can get it out of your head and on paper and scheduled, it reduces your stress. You don't have to be in your head thinking about it. It's already scheduled in, you know, what's going to happen. And as a mom, that's so helpful when you have little kids, like when you know, okay, this is the time of day that is tech free. I'm connecting with my children. We're playing a board game or we're going on a walk. It's so freeing. Like, I, that word just keeps coming back to me because I feel like you can just enjoy your life. You don't have to feel like, oh, what's next? Oh, what I'm do- what am I doing next? Oh, am I doing a good enough job? I think that's where a lot of the self-doubt creeps in is from the lack of planning and the lack of structure because you keep questioning yourself and asking yourself, is this good enough? Am I doing the right thing? But when you kind of, like you said, take that time to look ahead and plan out your week, then you can feel good about, okay, I'm setting myself up for success. I'm prioritizing the right things. You know, if prayer is important to you, scheduling that into your day. I've talked about that on the podcast before, you know, making a date with God, basically just like you'd have a coffee date with a friend, (laughs) same kind of thing. You have to schedule it in or it's not going to happen. So I just, that word freeing just keeps washing over me. I'm like, oh, it's so freeing. So I hope everybody listening is feeling that way too. And okay, thank you so much for all of this wisdom you've shared. And I know people are gonna wanna learn more from you. Um, you have your podcast, Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe, And I will link everything in the show notes. You have your two digital courses that people can learn from totally jam-packed with all the goodness, systemize your productivity and systemize your business. And, um, anything else you want to share? Do you want people to connect with you on Instagram and hang out with you and your stories? <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Instagram is definitely, uh, where I like to hang out. Um, I am on Instagram at Chelsea, So you can come over there and hang out with me and my stories. I am always sharing, what it looks like to be in my life and how I use systems in motherhood. But um, if you are looking for really succinct, uh, jam-packed follow-through and information that you can implement after listening to the podcast, I have a completely free um, Facebook group that I run a lot like a membership community. And it feels like community when you're in there. It is Systemize Your Life on Facebook. So I'd love to have all your listeners over there too.
0: Yes. I love being a part of your Facebook community. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yes. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here again, Tulsi Joe It was really fun. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm so grateful to have you here as a part of this community. And if you love listening to these episodes as much as I love sharing them with you, hit subscribe on your podcast app. And if you're an Android user, you can download the Stitcher app and subscribe there. That way you know every time a new episode goes live. Thanks for being here, friend. Bye for now.